When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Welcome back to another episode of Bears Nation Podcast. The usual recap group with myself, Jake Hassan, as always joined by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano. Congratulations to Josh Lyle celebrating his five-year wedding anniversary, which is why he will not be here. So I think that's a little bit more important because this is going to be a sad episode anyway. So it's fine. Uh, Congrats to Josh, though, and I hope he's having a great time. We hope he's having a great time, whatever he might be doing. But let's get into it. The Bears lose to the Eagles, uh, 22 to 14, and this was ugly. This was really ugly. Uh, the offense in the first half was abysmal. Uh, they really didn't get anything going really until, as usual, the fourth quarter, and it ends up being too little, too late. You have a chance to tie at the end, uh, and then the Eagles just run. Uh, the longest drive I've ever seen in my life. It, it <laughs> bled the game all the way down until the Bears had no more time left and they would have needed a miracle and then they can't even recover a kickoff to even throw one more play out there, which, you know, not great. So, I mean, I'll turn it over to you guys. Those are That's the bang-bang recap, but Kevin, we'll start with you and your, uh, your recap. Yeah, not a pretty game at all. We can all agree on that. In a must-win game for the Bears, they faltered, and you know they didn't come out hot, and that was the tail of the game, really. I mean, you mentioned it. They scored 14 points in the second half, but after accumulating nine yards and one first down in the first half, you can't expect to win any type of football game, no matter what the score is, with that type of production. So we're going to deep dive into it. Uh, this was one the Bears needed to win, and there's a lot, a lot to dissect. And you know, every week, we're searching for answers. We're searching for answers, and we still haven't gotten any. So I guess we're just going to keep searching until we find something yeah i mean you, you took the words right out of my mouth i mean it's just we're looking for a fix and i mean there's been nothing um and honestly i mean it seems like it's getting worse almost i mean last week or this week against the eagles this past week was it was just i mean like i i really have no words for how bad the offense was and i mean you'd think by now they'd have gotten it together but yeah well like you said we'll take a deeper dive into it yeah, and so right now, I mean, things are not good. There are people calling for Nagy's job. There are people calling for Pace's job, which, I mean, Chris, you've gone really deep into that. That's a ridiculous. I think we all think that's a preposterous statement after everything Nagy has done. Or not Nagy, Pace, Pace excuse me. Yeah. But, I mean, Pace has gotten a lot accomplished here. Uh, everything that he's built through the draft. Obviously, Mitch doesn't look like a winning pick right now, but I'm not going to fault Pace for that and trying to get his guy um, that he believed in at the time. And, you know, there are some misses, but Pace has had far more hits than misses in his time here. So I'm willing to 
look past that, even though it is a pretty big miss at a very key position. But you live and you learn. Um, but I don't think it's doomsday just yet. I think I think you, there's a lot to work on, and I think you have to work on addressing those, and you have to show that you can address those problems. So we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, boys, were there any bright spots in this game to you guys? It's it's hard. It's really hard to think of it. I mean, usually we'll have some type of silver lining, whether it's the defense playing well or maybe Allen Robinson or Dave Montgomery has a nice game. We really didn't see much of that at all. I mean, pretty much every position on the field faltered. I mean, we had drops from the wide receivers and the running backs. We had, you know, mediocre quarterback play from Mitchell Trubisky and the defense, you know, although they were out there for 40 minutes, which is an absurd amount of time, they still look like a different defense. And there there are explanations for that, I think. Um, but, you know, the, the only positive you can really take away is what happened in the second half. But the issue is, it, it was too little too late, and you, you can't just have that to happen in the third quarter. It's got to happen right off the bat, and it's something we haven't seen all year. It seems like every game that we watch, it's the Bears have to crawl back from behind. And, you know, as a fan, you hate to be in that field because you're biting your nails because wondering when they're going to come back into the game. And, you know, when you again, you accumulate nine yards uh, of offense in the first half. It's, it's hard to do that when you go down early. So uh, if there is one positive, it is some of the nice things they did do in the second half from a play calling standpoint and from, you know, just an execution standpoint. But the issue is, and this is something that Chris mentions a lot, is ex- or not execution, but c- uh, consistency. And, you know, it seems to be that that's the tale. I mean, we, we see good plays from Mitchell Trubisky every once in a while. We see good plays from every parts of the team every once in a while, but the question is, where is that consistency? Why are we not seeing that in the first quarter, second, third, and fourth all throughout the game? No, exactly. I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, you you just can't absolutely do nothing in the first half and expect to win. It's not going to happen in this league. Uh, We know it. We've seen examples of it pretty much all year, um, if you needed any more examples of it, but I mean, it's just if there's one play that I mean, the only play where where the Bears won offense and I was actually satisfied after was probably that I believe it was Taylor Gabriel that that long bomb. I don't remember yep. how many yards it was. I mean, other than that, other than that, it was like I mean, like what what can you really take away from the game that was good? I mean, even even the defense didn't look good. Um, I mean, they were given the circumstances, they were all right. I feel, but. I mean, overall, it just looks like they're feeding off the bad energy from the offense like we've talked about, um, and, and it, it just sucks. Um, and, yes, I mean, to answer your question, other than that Taylor Gabriel bomb, I mean, what what really can I say? Yeah, and I mentioned it earlier in kind of my introduction for the show that, you know, Mitch Trubisky, too little too late. We had a couple nice throws. You saw some nice throws, but it's the always the problem of he looks great on one throw. He looks like Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, whoever you want to compare it to, uh, one of those top-tier quarterbacks. He looks like those guys on one throw, and then he goes and throws a really bad wobbly ball or a ball in a really bad spot, and you're left scratching your head. And it's at this point, you're thinking – okay, dude, what, who is the real you? And I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. It's just a matter of consistency, which is clearly not coming um, now or anytime soon. So that's something you have to address at some point. But, I mean, this is just, it's a problem. And like you mentioned, the throw to Taylor Gabriel was awesome. It was great, great throw. Let him perfectly. You get a big gain out of that. The offense starts to move. But then 
and there was another one. Uh, I, I forget who it was to. I think, I think it was Gabriel again, but it was in a really tight window. Uh, you know, Mitch really threaded the needle, but then I think the very next play was a wobbly throw at, at someone's feet. And if it's on that big of a basis where it's that big of a difference on a throw to throw basis, then it, it's, there's a good reason. And you're seeing the, it's a good reason why there are people that have completely lost faith in Mitch Trubisky as the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's just consistency and that's the issue. And a lot of that comes with confidence, right? It's hard to mount plays when you're not confident, but once you do start mounting plays, you gain confidence and it happens. And we just haven't seen any of that. And it's what we talk about every week. And we wonder when is it going to change? When is that confidence going to come in? When is he going to, when is it going to kick in? When's he going to take action on it? And it just hasn't happened. I mean, he looks scared on the football field. That's what I see. I mean, and, and people, there are people out there who are saying, Oh, maybe it's Matt Nagy not calling for the deep shots because he understands that Mitch Trubisky is not confident and limited. And this is the issue with the whole conversation about the offense, about the team in general. You got 50% of the community who's saying it's Matt Nagy and he needs to be gone. And you got another 50% who's saying it's Mitch Trubisky and he needs to be gone. It's not to blame one singular side. You you can't take sides on this issue because it's not one it's not just Matt Nagy or it's not just Mr. Trubisky. It's it's a mix of both. Both of those people have been bad at doing their jobs and and those two combined are the reason the offense is failing, not because of strictly one or the other in my opinion. So, um you know, say what you want about the play calling. I I think it needed to be uh, a little bit more aggressive. I mean, what did we talk all week about with the Eagles, right? Their secondary is not great. And no matter how bad Mitchell Trubisky is, you know, I'm taking my odds on Allen Robinson on a jump ball. I know he dropped that one near the end zone on the right side, but, you know, I would like to see a little bit more attack on that um, or at least a little bit more consistency with the run. I mean, something where you could say this is the identity or this is the game plan. I mean, you look back at the game and you kind of wonder yourself, what was the game plan? for the Bears offensively, and I don't think you really have an answer to that. And, and again, a huge issue with all of it, and this is kind of the root of everything, which Matt Nagy expressed, and we'll get into it, is execution. I mean, a, a lack of execution is the main reason that this offense is struggling more than anything. I mean, you got dropped passes, you got missed throws. If all of these hit, this is a stellar offense, but they're just not getting any luck with catching the football, making the right throws, hitting the right holes, blocking the right man. So a lack of execution is most to blame. You can't strictly blame one side for all these issues. I, I, I just have no idea why it's so hard for people to understand that. I mean, it, it like you can see it every week. It's Look, Mitchell Trubisky, I think now we can all agree, is probably not going to be the guy moving forward. Um, he's doesn't look like a franchise guy because of the, the inconsistency. I mean, it, it, and I think Nagy is definitely handicapped because of that. He's handicapped uh, with, with what he can call. Um, and then also, I feel like in a way, Mitch is kind of handicapped because what have we talked about all year? Mitch is a good runner. He's good on his feet. Yeah. So why don't they utilize that more? I, I It's just about adjustment. It's so he, weird. He, he's, it, it's something so obvious and it's just, that, that's that's the thing that's bothering me about Matt Nagy, and that's the main complaint I have about him, is your quarterback is mobile, he's fast, he's quick, so just use him to his strengths. I, I mean, I, it's just, and now I feel like it's it's too little too late as well. So even if he were to make this adjustment, it's like, could they even make up for it, you know? So I definitely think it's on both of those guys. Um, and, you know, saying it's one guy and not the other is silly because we've seen how this season has played out, and, you know, it, it's just... It's just all bad right now. 
Yeah, it's all bad. Uh, our friend, you know, friend of the show, Aaron Lemming, is of the school of thought that Nagy is just not a play caller. He's not an OC. He's not someone. I don't think anyone's calling for Nagy's job, but I think it's coming into question. And we we've mentioned it before on the show that we think maybe Helfrich should get a little bit more run as the play caller. Um, you know, we've, we have talked about that before, but I mean, what's, what's the thought process as far as Nagy and his play calling, because that is an issue. Um, I think he tried to go back to the run, the same thing that worked against the chargers to an extent, but the Eagles were ready for it clearly. So where, where are we at as far as Nagy and his role as either play caller or even on this team? I'm really glad you brought this up because this is something I've really, really been thinking about, right? The the offense is so bad, has been so bad, you have no reason not to change the play calling. But to me, here's what I think is the case. You know, they they didn't hire Mark Helfrich in the offseason to be a play caller. To me, that's what, what I think the case is. Because last year, the Bears were so dynamic offensively. They were so new, so different, so fresh. Everyone wants to emulate, emulate Matt Nagy. There was no, I no one thought at all, uh, you know, at all that this would be the offense and what it would look like. So to me, they didn't hire Mark Helfrich for the purpose of being an effective play caller. So to me, the reason they're not switching it is because they don't have trust in what Mark Helfrich can do as well. And I think that's a reasonable, that's a reasonable, logical reason um, uh, for why they're maybe not making that switch. Because again, no one saw this coming. This is totally out of the blue. This failed offense is completely out of the blue. We thought Matt Nagy was the next Sean McVay and he just hasn't been uh, this year. I mean, he was last year, hasn't been this year. So it's either, again, it's either, if the execution improves, so will the offense in general, and that's what they believe, and I partially believe that as well. Or it's just the fact that Mark Helfrich, they don't believe, is the right play caller for this team. I'm never a huge fan of bringing you know, college offensive play callers into the NFL because it, it's, it rarely works out. Um, you know, very few instances do college coaches come into the NFL and bring a college-style offense into it and successfully uh, have it work. We have a few guys in the NFL who are currently doing it. Pete Carroll, former college coach, Cliff Kingsbury, guys like that. But it just, to me, seems like in the offseason, when they hired Mark Helfrich, they had no, you know, idea that week nine of the 2019 season they'd be asking for him to call the plays so either he's not ready for it or they just don't have trust in him mark hoff is the oc as a play caller and that's why they're not making the switch that's honestly a great point um i, I didn't really even think about that but that yeah that that's actually a great point um but to go back to to the whole matt nagy is not a good play caller thing um it, it's it's one of those things where like you know in kc there were there were moments where where chiefs fans were like i'm sick of this guy as a play caller um, you know, he, he, he would just, the off, their offense would just go stale at just random points and everybody's like, what the hell's going on? Um, but then, you know, he, he called, you know, we look at last season and he was phenomenal, you know, and the execution was there and, you know, the offense was moving. Was it great? I wouldn't say it was, I don't, I wouldn't say our offense was great last year, but I mean, compared to it what it is good. now, it, it, it was, was an offense. offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was an offense. Perfect. So, I mean, that, that's my thing is. Because I feel like Nagy's handicapped by Mitchell Trubisky, I think I'm I'm willing to give him one more QB if that makes sense, just to just to see if if you know if something changes. Because you know, based on based off last year, I mean, he's he's capable, um, you know, of calling calling plays. I, I think he he was great last year, um, and the execution was there. So, like Kevin said, I mean, if the execution's there, we're probably not having this conversation. So, um, it, it's just it's kind of a tricky situation. 
Um, but I, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not willing to fire Matt Nagy or anything like that. Yeah, and you know, Chris, to your point of thinking that Matt Nagy is handicapped by Mitchell Trubisky by the offense's place thus far, I absolutely agree with that. I think I've said that on the show before that I think Nagy has this huge, expansive playbook that he just can't use, and is just he's yeah. only able to use a certain percentage of it rather than a hundred percent of it because you know certain things won't work or he's not able to use certain things because of his players. So I'm with you. I'm not on the fire Nagy train at all. I think that we know he can make this work. We know he can make an offense work and we've seen it. So I'm willing, same thing, give him another quarterback. I think you give him a young quarterback that he likes, someone that he wants to use, someone that he signs off on. And I think that you'll see something, but I mean, for right now, we have to just work with what we have, and that is Mitchell Trubisky. I still don't think Chase Daniel is going to make this season any better. You just have to hope that at some point Mitch can find another gear, I guess, at least find another level. I mean, I'm not asking for a leap. Yeah. I'm just asking for one step forward because I think even if he t- makes takes or makes one step forward within this season, I think you're putting yourself in – to more games, I think you've won the Chargers game. I think you win the Eagles game. Um, so I, I think that you just need a, a baby step from him. Yeah, and and back to the play call. Like, here's what I think the issue is. Matt Nagy isn't calling the plays that are tailored towards Mitchell Trubisky, and I think that's a really big issue. Matt Nagy wants to have this dynamic spread West Coast offense, right, where you're throwing the ball down the field 40-plus yards five, six, seven times a game, right? Well, that just can't be the way it works, but he wants that to be the case, and he, I think the the where it is right now is he doesn't know how to utilize what Mitchell Trubisky is good at right now. I mean, when when we see this guy in play action, I mean, he, he he's good. He's, he's a good quarterback on play action. I think there's a lot of people who can agree to that. I think the stats back it up. When he's on the move, he's better. And again, Chris mentioned it earlier, when they're doing designed runs for Mitchell Trubisky, those types of things open up even more for the playbook. So, you know, and that's the question. It's like, it's been weeks now that the offense has been successful. And we know this about Mitchell Trubisky, about his legs, about him being mobile play action, that kind of thing. And we haven't seen it. Uh, we haven't seen that kind of adjustment. So I'm not I'm not really giving up on either of these guys. I'm not calling for Matt Nagy's job. I'm not calling for Mitchell Trubisky to be caught by tomorrow. I just think, you know, and here's the thing, right? If Dave Montgomery catches the screen pass, he likely scores a touchdown on that play, and we're having different conversations here on Monday. So, again, you can say all you want about the X's and the O's, and I kind of liked what Greg Braggs Jr. said last week about it, the X's and the O's, the yada, 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 but, you know, a few plays here and there, and the narrative changes. So, all things considered, all things considered, it, it, it comes down to execution. I'm going to keep hitting that on the head throughout this whole show because it was extremely evident against the Eagles. I mean, and then there's that Dave Montgomery play. There's that Allen Robinson play. I mean, look, that bought Allen Robinson extremely hard catch to pay, make. Don't, don't get me wrong, but that was a beautifully placed ball. But no one talks about it because it wasn't executed. So it's these types of things that are the issue with the offense. And, and I think Matt Nagy just kind of playing towards Mitch Trubisky's skills a little bit more could help him in the future. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you guys something because I've seen it mentioned on, on Reddit, Twitter. Um, what do you guys think about uh, Matt Nagy using Trubisky almost as like how the Ravens are using Lamar Jackson? Yes. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's as good as Lamar Jackson or even as good of a runner as Lamar Jackson. But we know Mitchell Trubisky can, can run with the football. He's fast. He's quick. We know all that. 
So what do you guys think about something like that where, I mean, they can, they can just mix things up with him, I feel. Jake, you want to go? Yeah, sure. I think that, I mean, Lamar Jackson is obviously an uber-talented guy, and he's very much climbing the ranks of, you know, top quarterbacks in the league right now. But I, I think that would be good. I mean, even the broadcast said the guys on the broadcast. I mean, Schlereth, I think it was it was his team that was on it, right? Um, yeah. Those guys were saying how Trubisky is better on the move and it needs to be utilized more. I don't know why Nagy is trying to make him a pocket passer. I think a system that like the Ravens are using would be really good I, because the Ravens knew the same thing. They knew Lamar Jackson was better when he can use his feet and use his natural athleticism. And for some, and then they built around that. For some reason, Negi hasn't or is unwilling to do that same, make that same adjustment. Look, Lamar Jackson passing against the Patriots in a game that was thirty-seven to twenty, a Ravens victory, threw for hundred sixty-three yards and a touchdown. If you were to tell me that in a game where the the Ravens won by seventeen points and put up thirty-seven, that the the quarterback of the team would have 163 yards and one touchdown passing. I mean, that'd be absurd. But that's exactly the case. And again, it's a different situation because Major Trubisky is not Lamar Jackson by any means. This guy is an insanely talented player, especially when it comes to his legs. But I think they just need to run this ground and pound, you know, running style offense that we've seen from the Ravens. I mean, look, they defeated the Patriots by 17 points with that type of offense, and it's proving to work. And when your quarterback is limited, like people think Lamar Jackson still is, although he's been proving those people wrong, why not go to that? And I know it was hard last week uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles to do that with a very stout front seven that was playing well, but that's part of it. I mean, it seems like something. sometimes Matt Nagy gives up a little bit on his identity. Like, okay, if it's not working, we got to change things around. We got to throw away the playbook and get a new one for today's game. That's not the case, man. You just got to keep grinding it out and have trust in your players to execute. So I, I, I really do like that idea about the Bears nearing towards that kind of offense that they run. Again, it can't, it, they can't directly emulate it just because of the personnel. Um, but if they do something more similar to it, you know, why not? Why can't they have success with the uh, with Dave Montgomery and Tariq Cohen and the different t- kind of weapons that they pose out of the backfield? Yeah, I mean, it's just I, at this point, my thing is, I mean, how, it can't get worse. It, it just legitimately cannot get any worse. Um, can't it? So, can't I, it, I, I though? Mean, I mean, to be honest, actually, you're right. You're right. I don't know. Who knows with this team? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just. Look, I mean, everyone's calling for it. Everyone's seeing it. So I just, it's just something that I, I'm, I mean, I've been lost about all year. I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, even last year, like, like, look at last year. He was, when, when, when Trubisky was, was, you know, on the move, he was just so much better. It's, it's not rocket science. I mean, I, uh, I, I don't know. Think about Mitchell Trubisky's best plays of his career, if you can think of any. You know, some that stand out to me are against the Ravens, the rollout, first year, rollout, throws that ball to Deion Sims. You know, that was a beautiful throw, again, on a rollout. You go back to week three against the Washington Redskins. He throws a dime ball to Taylor Gabriel in the corner of the end zone. What play was that? Play action rollout. I mean, it, it, Chris said it. It's not rocket science. It's right there for you. He's clearly uncomfortable in the pocket right now. And although I think that's something that can improve as time goes on, if he's uncomfortable in the pocket and he, he looks shaky right now for whatever reason, then get him out of the pocket. Let him be free a little bit. Let him make the decisions on what he wants to do, running it or, or passing it. And I think 
and it, well, here's the issue is we've been calling for it and we've had all these ideas for fixes, but we just haven't seen it happen. And I think that's what makes Bears fans so frustrated is there's no clear fix to what's going on. There really isn't. There's not one thing that you can just say, oh, if we do this, we're going to win next week and the weeks following will be a fine team. And I think that's what, what what's going on right now is Bears fans are just so lost because there's no clear answer. Again, the community split 50 percent said it's Nagy, 50 percent said it's Mitchell because there is no answer. Um, so hopefully, and that's all we can do, right? Is hope. And that's what we've been saying at the end of every podcast. We say, hopefully they clear it up because we don't have reasoning to assume it's going to clear up. Uh, we don't have, you know, the evidence that if we, we don't even have the statistics or the numbers that prove that something's going to clear up. Um, so again, hope they just get them out on play action and, and, and hope that that works because at this point, you know, there is you know, I, I, maybe not. Yeah, I think that. There is things that need to be cleaned up. We've said that a lot. Um, it's just, it's so weird. It's just so so much of a weird situation that we're unsure what to do with it. And so, again, you hope for these baby steps, but it's just such a weird thing. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I want to ask you guys something. And I know, you know, this is probably a question that you guys won't like to answer, but do you believe the season is over? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What do you got, Jake? Honestly, honestly, like I, I know, I know we've tried to remain positive, but I, I just, just what do you guys think? Just let it all out. I see. We knew this was a tough, tough stretch, and you still have to play the Lions twice. You still have to play the Vikings and the Packers once each, and then you have the Cowboys and the Chiefs too. So, I mean, you're not beating the Chiefs, especially when Mahomes gets back. Um, you're probably not beating the Cowboys either because, you know, this this defense, I think by that point, is going to be completely gassed. The Lions are tougher than we thought they would be. And the Vikings and Packers look really good. Uh, and we've seen that. And they've played us really well, too. So I don't think it's over, but I, I'm, my hopes are not high. I, I think the best you're hoping for is 8-8, eight and eight, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that would mean it's over. <laughs> yeah, the way you, that would mean it's over. I'm I'm gonna say no. And look, I am optimistic, right? We all know that. We all know. I'm probably over uh, overly optimistic at times. But the the weird thing is, and this is the thing that I say every week is, this team is just so talented that you still have reasoning to believe that they're gonna fix things. And that's what keeps me alive. What keeps uh you know allows me to go to sleep instead of staying up all night with this team is. You know, although some of these players have aggressed, there's still you still have Khalil Mack, and he hasn't been a huge factor lately. But you still have these guys: Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, Allen Robinson, Tariq Cohen. And it seems like we're just waiting for it to figure it for, for them to figure it out. But it seems like once they do, then they can be that team that they were last year. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen it this year. We have. They go down 0-1, they win three in a row. And sure, one of those games against the Redskins, but they have a really, really nice win against the Vikings. And that was the kind of team we were expecting all year. So to me, it's like, I still feel like that team is still within and that team can still arise at any time. 
it is it's getting late it's getting tough you, you at 10 and 6 is your last chance if you if you go down to seven losses you're done in the nfc the way it's looking right now you're absolutely done there's no chance this year but you know the, the, matt nagy has been on a team with the chiefs that has started one and five made the playoffs and again these are rare scenarios but they do happen and all these other teams who were in those scenarios colts last year one and five they're the same thing. Media's wrapping on them. Media's wrapping them up. They're putting them away. But all they needed was one little fix, a little bit of momentum, a little bit of confidence. And all of a sudden, you know, you win five in a row and you're in a good spot. It, like in two weeks, we could be doing a three weeks, two weeks, three weeks. We could be doing a post-game episode about how the Bears just beat the Rams and are sitting at five and five. And how, you know, where would you be at that point? I mean, that's only two wins away. It's They don't have to win five in a row right now to get back into contention. It's only two and you're back at 500 right there in the hunt. So to me, it's not over. And, you know, although it's looking tough, I'm never going to give up on the team. You know, I'm still going to go out there and cheer um, and, and whatnot. And especially with the kind of guys that are in this locker room, and we talk about the culture so, so much, and we just haven't really seen it. Um, but I, I still believe in these guys and, and have trust in them to hopefully figure something out uh, before it gets too late. Yep, yep. That's great points on both sides, yeah. I think there is a chance that they figure it out. Kevin, you mentioned all those playmakers, but it is getting late. You're running out of time. I mean, week to week. And you mentioned yeah. the NFC, how tough this the conference is shaping up to be. You're running out of time. So if you're going to do it, it has to start this week. And it has to start right now. I don't know. And I think part of why the Eagles game was so disappointing was because, you know, that – Players only meeting happened. We said, okay, this team's, they're going to start railing around each other. They had a meeting. They talked it through. You know, here we go. You know, how many times in sports history has a players only meeting, you know, kickstarted something uh, in any sport? So I, I think that's part of why this is so disappointing. Um, but Chris, I would like to hear your answer on your own question of if you think the yeah. season's over. Um, you know, I, I was dead set on saying yes. Um, but you know, Kevin did bring up some good points. I mean, like this team is just so good. And that's why we're like, that's why we're so frustrated. We know mm -hmm. what this team is capable of. Um, and it sucks. And, and, you know, right now it is easy to give up. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty damn close to it. If, if, if I'm not lying. So, um, but you know, like you, like you also said, Jake, I mean, you know, it has to start this week. There's no, there's no question about it. Um, and the, the only problem is, it's just it seems like while we're losing these these, you know, awful games that we feel like we should probably be winning, it seems like other teams around us are, are winning. So, right. Um, it's just it's frustrating. I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to say no. Um, I, I <laughs> um, but it's just I mean, I, I don't I'm not even going to, you know, speculate on what the problem is anymore. I'm not even going to. I, I don't have answers to what the problem is. Um, and I, I don't know what exactly they can, what a solution, what a possible solution would look like. So I'm just going to hold out a little bit of hope that they can turn it around. But, you know, it's, it's, it's getting worse every week. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is getting worse. But let's say that, you know, this team can't kickstart it. They can't really get back into contention that, 
you know, it, it's just, you, it's too little too late. Let's say it, it ends up being that way. What is something that would make you feel at least good about the season? Like what, what, whose development, who, whether it be the play calling getting better, Montgomery turning into a star, like what for you would have you going into the off season saying, okay, well, at least we got this. That's a tough question because it's almost like, well, if that happens at this point, like if we see a silver lining, then it's likely that the team is going to be better. But I guess you'd have to look like five weeks from now and see that if the Bears are completely mathematically eliminated or whatever, that a silver lining would would be just and this is <laughs> like it's it's so obvious. But to me, it's the only answer is more rhythm on offense and more execution. And But that's the weird thing is like with execution should come those wins. Um, but. Dave Montgomery, like to me, he he doesn't have much to prove for me. Like I, I we've we've seen him be capable. He scores two touchdowns last weekend. He has 135 yards the weekend before. Like we know he's capable. I don't think there's many questions about that. It's just about the offensive line. I think that's actually a good one too. Is how will the offensive line play going forwards and, and how will Rashad Cowards uh, step up? So if he steps up even more throughout these next two weeks, remember he is a younger player. Uh, if he steps up, then maybe we don't have to have such a need at that right guard position. Um, so, and again, and this is, you know, we we kind of stopped talking about the offensive line a little bit for the past few weeks, but I was listening to Olin Cruz a little bit and what he was having to say on Twitter. And he said, if you go back and you watch the All-22, here, here's his quote, just watch the All-22 film of the first half of the Eagles game. Don't put any of that on Mitch. The line has to play better. Mitch had no chance, dot, dot, dot. Yes, that was hard for me to write angry face with the swear word that i mean it just goes to show man it, it's been the tale it's been the tale and it, people kind of started talking about it less because they'd been better but still not good enough to where this offense can function well so i think a silver lining going forward if the bears are are kind of out of it is how will this offensive line play uh how will james daniels develop he's only in his second year how will rashad coward develop and maybe maybe in the in the coming weeks alex bars will get promoted and see how his development lasts uh for the next few weeks yeah and and that actually leads me to to exactly what i was going to say when do you guys remember any any run play this season where Montgomery had a hole that he just bursted like through, because I don't remember an, the offensive line opening up any holes like that all season. The one, the one fifty-five yarder, yeah, uh, is yeah. the only one okay. that I could think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, like I just, and and I don't think it's on Montgomery. I truly don't believe it's on Montgomery. It just seems like, you know, he he, he he's almost getting getting you know, he's almost face to face with a defender at the line of scrimmage on mm-hmm. every run play it seems and it, it's just i mean they've been better yeah I, I i mean i think we can all agree on that but i mean the the bar was literally on the floor i feel so i mean that's not saying too much um but they're they're not they're not where they should be at i 100 percent agree with that um it's just we've kind of we've kind of talked about them less because they're the only you know i guess silver lining that that you know has made any improvement um per se so it's just I mean, it's we got to remember it's it's a whole team thing as well. I mean, it's nobody's playing well right now, and and we just gotta we just gotta remember that. So it's not all in one person. Um, yeah. But but it's yeah, it is what it is. I think we've talked about the offensive line less just because there's been so many other issues that need to be yeah. addressed. Exactly. You know, big bigger bigger issues, uh, more specifically, you know, the quarterback, the play calling, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, it's a lot and. You know, when it first, when the Bears first started the slide, I feel like we were all like, okay, you know, 
things can be fixed, you know, and then, you know, Nagy's a smart coach. Okay, we have the talent, but it's becoming harder and harder week to week to see that because the Eagles, it's not like the Eagles are a powerhouse team. You know, they had almost their wide wide receivers are severely depleted. Yes, Carson Wentz is a, a very good quarterback, but. You know, that's really their only thing. Alshon Jeffrey is not nearly the player he used to be, um, and he's really their only guy right now. So, I, I mean, I know jo- Josh would want to talk about Jordan Howard, but um, I, I've been all for that ship has sailed. Uh, not really much to talk about that anymore. I know, Josh, I know he's your favorite player, but, uh, you know, ship's gone, buddy. We, yeah. we got to <laughs> bury the body. <laughs> bury the body at some point. Like, look, look, Jordan Howard had a touchdown run, but... I mean, you saw the lane that he ran through. I mean, that was just a great job to the offensive line, and I think Dave Montgomery could could run through that that lane just as well. Um, I think I uh, could run through that. Lane. I, I think you could run through the lane. And no, I am not disc. I'm not discounting Jordan Howard here. I'm not discrediting anything that he does. But as far as that whole, oh, you guys should have kept Jordan Howard because he had a 12 yard r- touchdown run against the Bears. Not really the most valid point there but um yeah yeah yeah. no i mean jordan howard good for him doing well with the eagles um you know more power to him but and you know go ahead kevin so so here's one thing too and this is what we've all been waiting for it's like every week we're waiting for the breakout game and the burst out game and it just hasn't come but i think the thing that we all know and that we're not really uh, kind of afraid to admit is when it does break out you know, that's when this team can thrive. But it's just, we're just waiting for it. And each passing week, we think it's going to be the week that it's going to happen. You know, we thought it was going to be against the Chargers. We thought it was going to be against the Eagles. And and the, the crazy thing to me, and the way I see it is, once we do get that breakout game, whenever it comes, is when this team is going to really accelerate and gain some momentum and be good. And I think everyone can kind of agree and kind of see that. It's not illogical at all. I mean, you talk about swagger, you talk about confidence, you talk about all the culture stuff. None of that is present at all when you're losing in any sport at all. And when you're on a four-game slide like this, it's certainly not you know present whatsoever. But the staple of this team, I mean, in the offseason, were we talking about X's and O's? Were we talking about the talent of the players? Yeah, a little bit about talent of players. But were we talking about all that? No. What do we talk about consistently over and over and over? Culture. Confidence. That's what's going to drive this team. So back to that is just you got to get your swagger back. And you got to get your confidence back. And all it really takes is one breakout game, one big-time game that you win that makes a statement. And we just haven't seen that yet. But I think when we do is when this team is going to start playing, uh, starting to go forward. It's just the only issue is it's getting a little bit too late. So it literally has to happen next week or, you know, probably not even the week out. It pretty much has to happen next week if you want any chance to save the season uh, as far as basically mathematically making the playoffs in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It, it's it's just one of those things where I feel like once they once they get it down, it'll be easy to kind of keep doing what they're doing, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it'll it, it's you know, it would be great. I, I think I think Mitch is just so deep in his head right now. I, I, totally. I mean, you can you can see it in his eyes like he just does not look confident. I, I don't know if you guys are. are, are oh, noticing my God. It, but yeah. like, it's just like you, you you watch his body language. You look, you know, they sh- when they point the camera to his face, he just looks like he doesn't even want to be there. Um, and, and I'm and I'm not saying it's, you know, 
you know, anything on him, you know, as, as a person, but it's just, you know, it's hard to be optimistic right now with the way things are going. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with that point. I think once they, once they get it down, it'll be easy to kind of replicate it and, and build on that. I'm unfortunately in the camp that it's if they get it down at this point, not when. Correct. Though. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I'll agree with that. Right. So yeah, I mean, we look ahead. You keep moving on. You do the best you can to soldier on with this team. Obviously, we're still going to be here, and we're still going to do a preview show uh, later in the week. So we'll be here to talk about who's even up next. I'm so the lost Lions. Right now. Oh yay. The and Lions. that's that's a, and here's the other thing too is like you go like in a game where you have to save your season you're three and uh, three and four you're trying to save your season you have to go to a really tough place to play against a pretty solid team so maybe it just wasn't meant to be that that was the turning point in the season but now you're at home against Detroit against the divisional team that although they've been better still to me aren't the greatest team in the NFC you have a complete advantage to make the turning point this game on Sunday. Whereas last Sunday, a little bit harder with the adverse in the atmosphere to go up and make that change uh, to your team. So this week, there's no excuses to it. It's the perfect opportunity. Again, division opponent at home. The last time Lions came to town, uh, Mitchell Trubisky tore him up, shut him up a little bit, and the Bears were streaking at that moment. So hopefully this year, I guess the Lions at home, it's the start of their streak in 2019. Yep, That would yep. be lovely. Um, so we will dive more into the Lions game later in the week. But for the recap, that's it. We hope we gave you a little bit of a positive spin, something to jack you up, something to look forward to a little bit. Not all hope is lost. We realize that it's dismal. But, you know, the best you can do is keep cheering, keep being there. And, I mean, all the people who say you're not watching this team anymore, don't stop lying. We all know you're <laughs> here. We all know you're watching. You turn the game on on Sundays. Don't lie yeah. to us. We, <laughs> we all know you're watching. So we'll be here. We'll be back later in the week, though. As always, thank you for listening. And as always, keep the faith. Bear down. Welcome.